we're all protecting you. We have we all have protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I was I so mad. Don't ever breathe. Don't breathe. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. My name is Eddie Estrada, and I am here with my co-host, Armin. Armin, how you doing? I just cannot believe that Anne Hathaway. I Okay, we are going to get into this. I've, I cannot believe that Bravo... Hashtag ad. Where was the hashtag ad? <laughs> okay, honestly... This is something like I've never seen before on reality TV. Okay, if you guys don't know, we're talking about Roni. Real Housewives of New York today, we're doing a recap. We've seen it, but not this blatant. We've seen the commercials. So we know Bravo does like links with, you know, movies. It's NBC Universal's the big blanket company. We understand that there's movies that come out under the same brand that they want to do some cross promotion for. We we love it. I love the fun little commercials, like the little featurettes where they're like talking about a movie or like they're talking about their lives in relation. But to there's the film. product placement too sometimes within the show. Yeah, but this is this is unheard of. Oh this no, is, this was absurd. This was the most blatant ever. It's reality TV, but it's like reality TV ads. It was. We'll get into it more, but basically they had an ad for. The hustle, hustle, the hustle, hustle movie. Should we just start there? Yeah, let's just start there. I mean, that's kind of where the episode kind of starts. I mean, we see Bethany. There's but we'll the get Bethany into that. stuff, but we could just reverse into that. Just since let's we started it with the ad moment, let's so, just talk about. Yeah. It. So if you guys don't know, we're doing a Roni recap. It's the most recent episode, episode nine. Yes, that's insane. We're really fast, quickly moving through the season, but. Yeah, so we had this ad for the Hustle movie with Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson, a dynamic duo, an odd couple coming together to hustle men out of their money, which honestly I'm going to be going to see. Like this ad really didn't change anything for me. Right. If anything, it almost dissuaded me. It almost made it. me like not want to go see it. Yeah. But like, let's be real. I'm, I, I used to be against Anne Hathaway like every other person in the entire world. Now I can't get enough of her. But it just felt very weird. Like this is uncharted territory for the marriage of ads and entertainment because it's so much harder and I get it with like people are cutting the cord. You've got that OTT like world. So like ads aren't. They're probably not as lucrative as they used to be. Yeah. It used to be a bigger business because everything was on TV. There was always commercials you guys like fought over, but like now it's like people are paying for subscription. They could be paying for their cable, whatever they're watching. Real Housewives of Be- or New York on, but like, I don't know. It just, I didn't like it. It made me feel very weird. Like, it felt very forced and. It was forced. Yeah. I, I just, I don't like it. Like, I understand sometimes they put reality stars in situations to make a situation happen. That I get. That I appreciate because the, like, the authenticity of the scene is real. It's just the situation is manufactured, which is our own lives anyways. Like I manufacture situations just for the drama. There has to be some planning involved. They don't film them 24 seven. Yes, we accept that, right? They have to plan ahead of time so then they could mic them. Yeah, I mean, they could have the cameras prepared. They can have the APs there, obviously. However, this was, as you said, manufactured, inauthentic, and 
look, we talk about this all the time. What we love about the best of reality TV is the authenticity when it feels super organic. And we often talk about how what makes Vanderpump Rules and Roni work the best is that it those two feel the most authentic. And a lot of that is because of the relationships that predate the show. And this scene was just a farce. It was literally, as you said, an ad. I mean, they did do the whole like lead in. They almost had a transition as great as me by uh, speaking about Tinsley and Anne Hathaway and needing a savior and how Tinsley needed a savior in Scott. And that's what she's looking for in a man and how it's there was some good synergy there with Dorinda. I I wouldn't call it great, but you know, she made, she made the best butch got right. But it was very clearly forced. Like the scene opened with um, Dorinda saying, I cannot believe that Anne Hathaway and you see a poster for the movie and then they go. Yeah. I was like, are we at commercial? And what made it worse was that they go for drinks or lunch or whatever afterwards, and they keep talking about the movie as if they're reviewing it. Like, oh, this is what worked. This is what we liked about it. I loved that line. And when Dorinda said how she liked the whole line about needing a savior, it reminded her of Tinsley. And then that way they transitioned back into the normal proceedings. Man, it was weird. And it's so not Roni. Like, we often talk about the... um, inauthenticity of bh yeah the women are so manufactured on that and but it's a stark contrast Roni. yeah roni the women have been real and this is just like it was the wrong group to test this with and yeah. i i i get beverly hills probably wasn't gonna do it and when did they film this when did they film this scene is it recent and they plugged it in because like this movie is coming out it's coming out like this week. It's not like a movie that was out. That's the other thing that's bizarre about this. When was it a full cut? Did they film it recently? How do they know it's good? It could have been a screener. Yeah, but usually they don't have screener. they don't have screeners like a year in advance, six months in advance. This was filmed in October. They haven't even done the Halloween party yet. There's no way this movie was done. I think this movie wasn't even announced. It, it could have been done. It, it could have been done. Well, hopefully we don't see any ads on Beverly Hills or any of the other housewives. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll integrate the Vanderpump Rules video game into the Vanderpump Rules episode of the future. Oh, Vanderpump Rules Season 7 was one long-running ad for Stassi's book, for Tom Tom the Restaurant, for Just Ad X, for Mamma's Beer Cheese, for Sheena's relationship (laughs) with Adam. Leave it to Vanderpump (laughs) to take the one pure thing we have left. Yeah, exactly. Um, we have nothing left now. Vanderpump turned into an advertisement, and now Roni's turned into an advertisement. Though. We only have you, Summer House. Oh no, that's an ad for Lover Boy. But I, Bra- <laughs> Bravo has just become one big ad in itself. So we really stop can't it, be Bravo. shocked. I don't stop because I'll still buy all the products except for Mima's beer cheese, which makes me want to gag. <laughs> but you know what? I did not mind Bravo plugging, and that was Jill Zarin, who we got to see in an amazing scene with the Countess Luann. You know, I love Jill anytime I can see her. We recently found out that Taylor Swift is also a fan of Jill Zarin. She was carrying a Zarin fabrics bag. What do you think she bought? Probably like... Fabric? No. What I think... I think what she was carrying home and that was probably like swatches. She probably got a rug. Because if I was on Zarian Fabrics after, of course, looking at rugs. Because I was like, what would Taylor Swift buy? And, you know, with her new era, this whole, like, I don't know what the album's going to be called, but, like, this, like, sparkly, like, pastel fever dream she has, there's definitely uh, at least three rugs on that website that would fit that mold. So, maybe it was for a music video. Can you imagine a Zarian 
fabrics rug in a Taylor Swift music video? I wanted to like I wanted at the end to say thank you, Zarian Fabrics, for the rug in at second thirty-three. <laughs> I need to know the deep. A special shout out to Bobby and Jill. Ugh. R.I.P. Bobby, but um, it was fun to see Jill back. It's always fun to see Jill. I it's d- been a long time. I didn't like the Countess uh, relating her jail time to Bobby Zarin's death and how they're both going through things right now. Well, the Countess is going to relate everything back to the Countess right now. She's in her delusional stage, but whatever. But we love Jill, and I was very happy to see her back. And I also love when they play tennis. Jill was For looking young and it. spry, and she was hitting that tennis ball like no other she kills it i know she's a big tennis fan because i follow her on instagram and she's like literally only wears tennis clothes so she's a big fan of the what do you call them courts (laughs) yeah they're called courts catch me on the court that's jill zarin's tagline for next season i'm jill zarin catch me on the court we need more tennis on roni that's that's the uh petition i am going to start back in season one if you remember the early days jill zarin days they used to talk about tennis and play tennis all the time. So this was a nice throwback scene. It was so great to see Jill Zarin back. Hopefully we get a bit more. I mean, if they really want to keep going with the tennis thing, they could just bring Hannah Burner from Summer House to give them a couple lessons, jump in a game. It's New York. Everyone a plays tennis. Event. I like it. Um, speaking of which, I know this is off topic, but Sheena's mom blocked me on Twitter. A win? How? Why? Sheena's mom. Unblock Eddie. I love Sheena. I'm such a Sheena defender that I'm sure. This is literally the only Sheena stan in the universe. You don't want to block this guy. I'm, I was really hurt. Also wrong podcast to do I that I know. It's Roni, but I just had to say. Maybe she likes Roni. It bugged me. <laughs> All right. So let's get back to Roni. Um, we see a pretty kind of intense moment for Bethany. Yep. As we know, Jason Hoppy is the scum of the earth and has been for, I think it was, she said seven years now at this point. Yep. Dealing with the legal ramifications of him trying to get custody of Bryn, trying to sue her. There's like all these things. So the reason she's going to court this time is because he's demanding that she has drug tests because of what happened with Dennis, which is insane. And Bethany basically gets the judge to knock this down but you kind of see what she goes through every time she goes to court, which seems really tough. He's basically using the legal system to harass her because he knows he can't physically do so. He's already been arrested for stalking, right? But through legal means, he can still harass her. And it's awful because let's say you th- you're out there thinking, well, why doesn't Bethany just do it if she's going to pass anyway. That's not the point. It's a violation of your privacy, of your rights, of your everyday life. And she can't always succumb to every time on a whim, Jason decides, ooh, I want to get under her skin. Yeah. And I'm glad she won this legal battle. Same. It kind of sets a precedent for her going forward that, look, you're not going to take advantage of me. And I know it's still ongoing, the oh, custody it's, battle. it's... Never ending. I it, This is going to be one of those things that she's going to deal with for at least a decade. And, and my heart hurts for her because she can't even get out of the car and go into the courtroom without the paparazzi following her, which is exactly what he wants. Yep. Photos of her going to court because, you know, you never know. Someone could see it that wants to buy her business and be like, well, Bethany was in court again. And then she has to go 
you don't understand I'm in this legal battle. And then they're probably like, well, do you have enough time for the business? It just hurts her brand. It hurts her image really terribly. Um, and she was saying that she has this role that she could get fired from. Yeah. If she violates some sort of ethics clause of sorts. Yeah. If she does something wrong or whatever. So Jason is kind of putting pressure on her from that angle too. Man, this guy is terrible. I was just wa- re-watching season nine. Uh-huh. And if you remember, they were in the Berkshires when some shit was going down with Jason. I mean, there's always shit going down with yeah, Jason. But-, but it was intense. And Bethany just breaks down and she's like, this is never going to stop. He is always going to haunt me because of Brent. They can't have a clean break because they share a child together. It's hard. And it, it really pushes her to reconsider the idea of selling Skinny Girl. So we find out in the car when she's leaving that she has two offers from two different groups trying to buy Skinny Girl. And she gets on the phone and basically is like, I'm done. I've reached my limit with the courts, with her relief efforts, with the business, her multiple businesses. It's hard for her to keep control of Skinny Girl and she just wants to sell it. She gets a talk down from the president and is kind of like, chill. Don't freak out yet. Like, let's think about this. Take a deep breath. Um, and then later in the episode, we find out that he's been negotiating. And there are there's a deal on the table where she would get to keep 50% of the company, keep being the face and the head of the brand, and still relinquish part of the company to someone else and essentially sell the brand to someone else with her still being the figurehead. It was in that moment that I realized Bethany is probably the most brilliant businesswoman the housewives have seen, even greater than Lisa Vanderpump with her restaurants, even greater than Sonia Morgan with all her failed attempts at business, Ramona with her trying. I mean, I don't know. Barbara <laughs> Please with her do not CEO. lump her in with Ramona. The only connection they have is being on the same show. But Bethany is a businesswoman. Can and I broaden the scope bitch. a little bit? What? Can I broaden the scope yeah. a little bit? I think she's one of the best businesswomen in general. I think she's one of the Best she was business. on Shark Tank. Exactly. That's that's the social standard. Now that's <laughs> the bar you got to reach. And, How you know you made it. And I'd even venture to say she's one of the best business people out there. She's killing it. Mm-hmm. That was a boss move right there. I'm going to keep 50%, maintain my role, but someone else is going to steer the wheel and take this to a whole other level because they actually have that sort of like long-term vision. An ability to scale upwards. So she's just going to get exponentially richer while actually losing shares. That's crazy. And the same the same offers on the table for Hot and Bravo. If you want to yeah. take 50%, pay it up, and scale just us keep, up. Us, keep us as the face, we're down for business. We're here. Email us. <laughs> Bethany, if you want to take something on, let us know. <laughs> yes, we would love to have Bethany we'll leave help it, steer we'll, the wheel. Sonia, if you want to try something else, oh yeah, so, the well, big business brand. Hot and Sonya. Bravo by Sonia Morgan. Yeah, hot and Bravo, hot and Bravo. We could just get her saying hot and Bravo. Okay, well let's. No, let, you just want you saying that. Maybe I do. Well, let's get to Sonia, um, which Love we have Stones. to through there to get to the amazingness that Sonia was at the circus. We have to get through Tinsley at the circus. Mm-hmm. So uh, Tinsley pre-show looked amazing. I thought she looked so good. I really do feel, like Sonia said, she's kind of stepping out on the town. She's herself again. She's away from Scott. She's free. She's able to do these things. And I'm really proud of her. Um, Dale, we see see big old Dale back in the town. The return of Dale. I think Um, Dale wants to be a housewife. Honestly, I think Dale is a housewife. Her in that like sequin blacked 
Peter Pan collar, little top. She was thinking she was Chris Jenner or Mama D out here. She was thinking she was strolling around town, strutting her stuff. It's Dolly's town now. Let's take a bite of that big manzana. <laughs> Who's the best Bravo mom? The best Brahm? Um, Brahma? Um, yeah, the best Brahma. Dolly, Mama D. Yeah, but then you also have... Uh, There's MJ's mom. Sherry. You Sherry. have MJ's mom. You've you have got Dana. That Dana. There's a lot of pump rules moms. Yeah. Kyle Cook's mom is pretty cool too. You know who the best Bravo mom is? Who? Kyle Richards. <laughs> Stop. Kyle Richards is the best mom. Actually, Lisa, Lois? Lois. Lois. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lois. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Lois yes, wins. Lois is it. 100% agree. Yep. Easily. Easy. Especially after that photo shoot. Did you... See the that? Chanel photo shoot. Did we're getting it? up into Beverly Hills and we're in New York still. We got it. We got it. Right, we got to go back. back New York. But but Dolly's Dolly. great. We love. Do- I we love, love Dolly. She's great. I think she has potential to have a spinoff. I think the real grandmas. Well, Tinsley has to have a baby first. But I could see this being its own franchise. Forget all stars. Real grandma. Yeah. Forget forget all stars of the Real Housewives of like all of the cities together. You just got to put all the moms one out. Get grandmas. Mama D Dolly. Get. Uh, Mima. Maybe put them. <laughs> Mima. Maybe put them on a yacht. Lois. Yeah, a singles cruise. A singles cruise. Yes. For seniors, a senior singles cruise. <laughs> Talk about love boat, Andy. You want to get things started? Let's get things started. I'm kind of living for this. I want to see Lois and Dolly fight over the same man. Yes. That's what I want to see. Okay. <laughs> We have gone way off track with that. Yeah. That was insane. Back, but let's get to circus. Well, but before we get to the circus, there was a brief lunch with Tinsley and Dolly. Yes, there was. Where we find out that Scott was ring shopping. He apparently had the size. He had the right ring. But of course, he never gave it to her. I mean, I guess there's not much to say on that because as we know, they're still not together. But I guess this flirted with this relationship was flirting with the finish line. More than we realized. But as Dale said, he didn't give you the ring. You're not wearing it right now. So move on and move on. Yeah, move on. And move on. And move on. You know, don't just move on, Tinsley. Make sure you move on and move on. You never only just move on. You also move Move on. on. (laughs) That was my favorite line. Tinsley, you move on and you move on. Thank you, Dale. Words of wisdom. Dolly out here, spitting truth, spitting game, doing the thing. Uh, let's talk about the circus now, because I want to talk about the circus. Tinsley has an amazing five minutes on stage as the ringleader, and Sonia five has... Five seconds. Well, we saw five seconds. I'm, I'm being <laughs> generous with real time over here. Sonia had a full 15-minute arc. Yes. Had character actors, performed, got applauses, laughter. Tinsley Spit just, in someone's face. Yeah. Tinsley fell down from the sky in her little twirly twirl saying, oh my God, I'm so dizzy. Probably on the mic for the entire circus to hear. Right. Then she goes and does her whole thing and everyone claps. And then she goes and sits in her seat, sexually harasses, along with Sonia, a uh, trapeze. But Her whole thing, by the way, being, hi, my name is Tinsley Mortimer. 
Welcome to the circus. Let's start the show. That was that was the whole thing. I mean, it was a big honor because she was the ring ringmaster, ringleader. I don't know exactly how circuses work. I, I, you know who knows the inner workings of a circus is Dorinda Medley. She loves the circus. She loves. I was like dying when, with her literally auditioning to be in the circus in her confessional. She's like, I would have done it. Like, here we go. Like, performing. Like, she was full out, like, ready to be ringleader. She's going to start touring with Barnman Bailey. You're going to see her at your local stadium. That was Dorinda at her full blown peak envy. I have never seen Dorinda that jealous. I would, this is so funny that you said envy and jealousy because I was literally telling Camilla, I was like, yeah, no, no, I was talking about something. I was like, no, I'm not jealous. That That's not the right word. I'm envious, <laughs> which was a, such a Luann thing of me to say. Right. Speaking of Luann, we barely see her for a second this episode. We she's getting ready preparing. for the cabaret, talking about how she's not drinking. Bullshit. Because I'm not going to ruin anything for you guys. We know she relapses. But my friend was at the cabaret show in San Francisco. Luann's tit came out and she was wasted. Excuse me, ma'am. Your tit is out. (laughs) Have I ever told you that story? My friend was walking around Vegas, Caesar's Palace after a pool party. Tit full out. Someone came up to her and was like, excuse me, ma'am. Your tit is out. That's what What they were like to Luann. I'm sorry. Just I wasn't like that, there. right? I wasn't there. It's but it's it's a good story that we always <laughs> that's told around town. But yeah, Luann. And I knew this. I told you this too, because another girl I know went to an after party at the New York, one of the New York shows at Fahrenheit 451 or whatever. Hmm. And she uh got a Ray Bradbury joke in there. Mm, got them Bradburs, them Brad Brad hats. Um and so she was like you know, in the back room, and this guy was playing on the piano, and Luann singing and sloshing around, was sipping she drunk, on that though? champagne. What was she drunk? Yes, though? she was clearly drunk, almost as drunk as Dolly was on <laughs> on mimosas. By the way, back to Dolly for a second. Yes, Dolly at that lunch with Tinsley, where she talked about moving on and moving on. She also ordered a mimosa with a lot of champagne, just a little bit of orange juice, and avocado toast with pomegranate. She's a literal millennial. She is. Like, Dale, I think, actually thinks she's maybe 25. Isn't she? Doesn't look a day over 19. There you go. <laughs> Dale would love us. Um, okay, but back to... The circus. So, the Sony's circus. doing cartwheels, spitting on people's faces, putting on a show. She killed it. I loved it. Everything seemed to be going pretty well. Until, actually, after the show was over. And Tinsley has a full-blown mental breakdown where she is telling the aforementioned Dale that despite all these amazing things happening to her, including being the guest ringmaster of the circus, she is not happy. She is miserable, as she puts it. I'm miserable! Dale had none of it. She wanted none of that. I mean... I'm really proud of Tinsley because I do feel like she's going through a really hard time. And I think her expressing this to her mother was something that was needed. I think Dale was right when she said, this isn't about me. Don't put this on me. This is about Scott trying to help her refocus. And she's like, you need to get out of these holes. You can't get focused in this like depression cycle that you're going through because, 
it's just going to make you even sadder and even more upset. You need to focus on what's great in your life, what's positive, and move forward. This is advice I give friends all the time. If a friend has a breakup or they lose their job or they're going through something really tough I'm, and they're like, you know, I'm really, I just can't get the bad thing out of my head. I'm like, okay, the bad thing is going to be there. You just have to figure out what in your life is great. Be grateful for every moment. Make a gratitude list. Like, I'm grateful I woke up. I'm grateful I'm able to breathe. I'm grateful I'm able to see, hear, speak. I'm grateful that I was able to eat a breakfast this morning and drive to work and have a job to work and get money. You have to imagine all the things that are amazing in your life. A boy is not something to ever cry over. You should never cry over someone because they're not crying over you. And that's exactly what Dale is trying to let Tinsley know is like, if Scott wanted to be there, Scott would have been there. Scott would have been at the circus, circus roses in hand saying, I love you being away from you has made me realize how much I miss you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. That's where that relationship needed to go at that moment because it had been a cat and mouse game for far, far too long. And that's what Dolly is letting Tinsley know. It's like, girl, wake the F up, wipe the tears from your eyes and live your best life. You are ringleader of a circus. You're Tinsley effing Mortimer. You're on a reality show. You're loaded as hell living your Eloise life. Get yourself back on that saddle and ride a cowboy. Like, let's do this thing. Did you hear that, Tinsley? Because that was a great pep talk. Was that like, am I like Oprah? Like, <laughs> Dr. Philip in this shiz. Like, Eddie the Love Doctor is back. And we talked Not about- Not to toot my own tizzle. <laughs> but I'm out here tooting some tizzles. <laughs> okay. Um, that's it for this podcast. <laughs> No. I mean, speaking of tune. No. But but really quickly, I just want to say you are absolutely right. Dale is absolutely right. Sometimes you have to put things in perspective, especially when the situation isn't drastic. As Dale said, horrible things happen to people and horrible things aren't really happening to you. Tinsley and Scott's relationship was pretty much a farce. Yeah. They've been on and off for so long. And I honestly think that whole scene was not really about Scott. I think she is depressed for probably a lot of reasons, a multitude of reasons. Yeah. I think, I think she's trying to find her happiness. What makes her happy? What fulfills her in her life? And I think that's what makes most people depressed. Not most people, but I think a lot of people that have, I mean, even me, like sometimes you're like, what, what's the purpose? What am I here for? What am I doing? And you have to remember that like this, the path isn't always clear. It's not always going to be, a straight line, you're going to go through ups and downs. You're going to go through so many different experiences and you have to take something from those experiences. Like literally, I know this is going to sound crazy, but like Ariana Grande had it right. Thank you. Next. Like you have to realize even when you go through a breakup, what did you learn from this situation? This relationship was put in your life for, to teach you something, to teach you about yourself, to teach you about your, your relationships that you have, your friends, And you have to figure out what that lesson was that that relationship was giving you. Because if you don't take from it and learn and grow, you're going to fall into the same cycle and you're going to be put in another relationship that is trying to teach you the same lesson because the universe is just going to keep hammering it into you. And it's going to be like, until you can wake up and grow up, shit's going to suck. And we know Tinsley is facing a lot of pressure, internal pressure. Yeah. um, Because she wants to be a mother... And she wants to have that husband in place um, before she has a child. And she's she very has often talked yeah. about how 
she's feeling that pressure because she's 43 years old. So that's something that she's working through probably all the time. And I, I imagine that's probably a part of all this too. I agree. Um, but enough about Tinsley and her relationships. I want to ask you one question before we go. How do you feel about Ramona leaving the circus to go on a date? I want to know what you think. I think one time is whatever. Two times it's getting a little much. But this is three times this season where Ramona has ditched her friends uh, for, as Dorinda put it, something that Ramona perceives as better, cooler, etc., and the first time being Bethany's dinner party, Ramona left early to go on a date. Table 6162. Then we had the table 6162. She saw greener pastures over at table 61. And now she left the circus to go on a, a date again. And commit to the show. You're there for a reason. Why are you going on these dates? Or at least bring the camera with you. I'm not a fan of it. I mean, in real life, it's a little more complicated, but... I'd also say, non-reality TV-wise, sometimes commit to one event. And I know you are a big event hopper. I am. And I'm curious to see what you have to say. But my feeling on it is, don't scorn the same group three times within a very small period of time. So, my thing is, I think this really shows how selfish this is of Ramona. When I when I event hop, it's because I'm committed to multiple events for other people. It's an event for someone. It's not I'm gonna go on a date. It's I'm three go. birthdays in one night. Yeah, it's like I I literally have like seven friends' birthdays in the month of April, and it's like usually three of them land on the same weekend. So it's like boom, I gotta go to this. I gotta go to that. I gotta go to this. Like my hands are tied because it's just like okay, boom, boom, boom. I have all these commitments to all these people. And I want to make sure I share those moments with them. It's a selfless act, not a selfish act. Exactly. But That's... in all of these cases, it's selfish. Yeah. And let's be real. I would never move tables if we were at the same... I would never invite you to something to be like, oh, I'm going to sit over at table two when you're at table one and we were both inside table one because the table two is better. Like, that's just social climber, like, gross BS that, like... You run into so much, I guess, in New York as much as you do in Los Angeles. But I was I was pissed because you're there to support a friend. If Ramona was going and saying, like, oh, I'm going to have to go do something for my daughter or, you know, I already committed to this other gala or this event that I have to go to, fine, that's okay. Go do that. But to go on a date, reschedule the date. Be like, yo, my friend had this commitment. She's doing this great thing. I want to share this time with her and just stay till the end of the show. Like... Get over yourself. Sonia dipped right after the show left. She was going to go get her knocks rocked. <laughs> also, we didn't talk about this on last week's recap. But in last week's episode, Ramona shit on Bethany again for the eighth straight episode. I think this episode she didn't. So actually, we got finally a reprieve. But last week, she's like, oh, yeah, Bethany isn't going to your circus event because she's supposedly taking care of Bryn. Oh, yeah, you know that's BS. She's not really taking care of Bryn. Or whatever she said. I yeah. forget. It's been two weeks. Um, but are you kidding me, Ramona? You're going to say that? You're going to question Bethany's integrity? And we know the custody situation that Bethany's going through. And yeah. she is going to spend every moment she can with Bryn. And then you're going to go 
to the circus, but not really go to the circus. Not really go on a, on a date. Oh, that it's a, that is awful. She is shameless. She's absolutely shameless, and it really makes me upset because it really just shows how selfish she really is. So, what do you know about the lead, Ramona? What do you know about the lead? <laughs> I totally even forgot that whole Barbara scene happened. I blocked. We it don't out. need to talk about it. I'm really into you know rock. I'm a rock and roll girl. Like <laughs> grow. Oh, you know the lead. I th- I think Led Zeppelin was before time. It's Led Zeppelin's before nobody's time. J- Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix. I'm a cool gal. I went to Woodstock. <coughs> Honestly, could care less. Um, that's it for this week of Roni. Make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening, whether it's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you guys want to tweet with us, have fun with us, and check out all the cool things that we're posting and doing, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. That's hot and bravoed. Armin, how can everyone find you? You can find me at Armin Mahram on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Eddie underscore Estrada. We will see you next week.